Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hey, everybody, this is Chad Daniels, and you have landed in the middle of somewhere. Hello, thanks for coming back. Thanks for joining us. How are you? Across from me, as always, is Cyrus Amundsen. Well, it's a Travis Tritt Saturday here in Cincinnati. Oh, Jesus Cincinnati, Ohio, Christ. <laughs> There's wings I on the tracker. There's music on my speakers. Can I, can I just tell you a story? So I'm traveling. I am in Denver this weekend so i have all my recording equipment with me but i don't have my mic stand i just have my mic my mic is a i don't even know it looks like a a, a, like a tubular type situation with a microphone screen but it's a different shape uh and tsa takes it out of my bag every time i travel and they go what is this and i go a microphone and they go it doesn't look like a microphone and I go, what do you think it is? Like an asshole loofah where I use the screen on top of the mic to really get in there and make sure there's no dead skin cells inside my anus. Dude, it's a microphone. I'll plug in the mic cord. I'll plug in all in and we can record a podcast. Just you and me about how fucking dumb you are. It's so silly. And I know they're doing their job, but man, oh man, sometimes it's too much. Are they doing their job though? Aren't there starting to be studies that say, hey... All this rigmarole is not catching very much stuff. Isn't that kind of like, yeah, I'm big anecdotal evidence guy. I'm not going to research this claim that I just threw out in front of a ton of people. <laughs> but isn't that what's happening? That people are just getting drugs and things that could be weapons through the gates, regardless of how uppity, you know, the guy that has to pat your legs down is. Yeah, I actually love it. I'm, I should start carrying my mic through in my jeans and they're like, pat down. Is there anything in your jeans I need to know about? And like, I don't know. Why don't you ask my girl? Huh? <laughs> and then just like, they just grab my mic in my pants. Like, what is this? And it's just like, what do you think it is, bro? And they're like, no chance. And like, you're right. And then I just fish my mic out. I love, I'm into it. I'm into it as well. I'm very into I'm it. I'm going to start doing that. I really into it. I was traveling this morning, segue alert, from my home to <laughs> physical therapy. We're, we don't normally record on Saturdays. True. And I got up, and I, I'm a be there early guy. I like to get there about, I get, okay. everywhere I go, about 10 minutes early. So okay. it's a Saturday. Are you one of these guys that's like, uh, if, you're, if you're five minutes early, you're on time, and if you're on time, you're late? No, I'm like just that a, kind of stuff. I'm just a guy who has a wife who, if we have to leave at two thirty, comes downstairs at two forty five and goes, Do you think we're gonna be late? So I ten four. I think it's a little bit of I, I'm trying to really push the other direction. I was never a show up early guy. Now I think I'm just to spite her, I'm trying to show her how good I am at it on my own. So it accentuates sure. how bad we are at it as a couple. Yeah, I had to tell Olivia that college started in July so we could be there by the end of August. 
<laughs> so I leave early and this is going into Cincinnati. There is no events. There's there's no reason for there to be traffic. And we run into traffic. Not we, me. Okay. All of us, the collective highway of people runs into traffic. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. And so part of this is my fault, what I'm about to say. And I understand that. But when I left the house, I saw that the gas gauge was on empty. It had the, okay. the light had come on. Oh, so it's very empty. But in our car, that generally means you got about 60 miles. And okay. PT is not even. Now, where I'll throw this blame on Jenna is it is my human belief that if you are driving a car last at the end of the day, and it has an amount of gas that could strand someone in it, you should fill it up. You know, I'm also, I'm, I'm in your camp on this one. I don't like to say that because I like to argue with you as much as possible, but I am, I do believe that as well. Like if the light comes on when you're in the car, you got to stop and you have to get gas just in case. Absolutely. So I think part one of this is Jenna's fault. Part two is me going, I've got 60 miles. I want to get to PT early. I'll get gas after PT. PT is like 12 miles away. No big deal. Sure, sure. Part three that's my fault is I did not confirm any of that, any of those thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be awesome if the light came on when Jenna was driving it and she drove 59 miles <laughs> on the dot just to fuck you. Her parents are here this weekend. She's like, we just need a family day without him. We just, no, <laughs> yes. mom, dad, let's go hiking and leave our phones at home. Uh, so Perfect. I head down 71, which is the highway here. I hit traffic and it's like a stopped traffic. And so sure, I'm already yeah. starting to get stressed out because now I think my plan to be early is going out the window. And then I mm -hmm. look down at the gas gauge and I'm like, well, let me double check how much gas there is. And I click over and it actually says the number zero. The computer, fun feeling, the computer, fun feeling, the computer is telling me zero and we right now, just let me tell you something right now. People are listening to this on Monday morning and they are holding coffee in their mouth, beginning to panic, just thinking about this situation. I, I'm excited. Happy Monday, everybody. So it's a big highway. So the other situation, it's not like you just cruise into a gas station. There's only a few exits. Fortunately, the one that has a gas station is still in front of me, but it's a, it's a little ways up. So now I'm breaking the rules and I'm going to shoulder it to this next exit. <laughs> I am just... I'm proud of you. I'm, Good for you. I'm shouldering it up to the next exit and people... I don't know... I assume if you want to push someone over the ledge, somebody who's really angry about a bunch of other stuff, and now they're sitting in traffic pass them on the shoulder that is yeah that you could see there were people i was coming and there were people who were like they would dart their car out a little bit like really you're gonna side jab me like we're bumper cars at the state fair what are you doing well that's weird i don't remember being on 71 today because that's exactly how i act so i'll put you in the ditch motherfucker i get off on the exit and the gas station has two fucking pumps which are not they have the we're not working sign over them and then the mm -hmm. other pumps all have people so now i'm waiting to get up and then somebody like i i think i should be next but somebody does the 
calls me on my bluff and just cuts in front of me like this pussy isn't going to say anything. And I didn't. I absolutely didn't. <laughs> so finally, I get and I get my gas and now I get back on the highway and I'm once again sitting in dead stop traffic. No chance I'm not late at this point. Stressed out. And I've been listening to in the car. There's a station out of Dayton called The Eagle. Dayton's The Eagle. 80s classics from The Eagle in Dayton. And it just, I probably was back on the highway, like stressing and fuming. It had to be a few minutes. And it was, it, there was like a, I don't think it was a serious thing, but there was something that had like fallen off a truck that caused an issue where everybody had to we had to go down to a singular lane and that was the problem no injuries nothing as far as i'm as far as i understand secure your load and so i'm sitting there fuming and then uh tom cochran's life is a highway came on my radio station yeah, I love it. And you would think that would make me so mad, and it made me so happy. It was such a comical, like, I'm sitting in this insane situation, and all of a sudden here, and I, I don't know if you remember, have, when was the last time you heard that song? Um, I think I heard it at uh, Olivia's last choir concert, I think they did that one, in like a weird, you know how they, you know, have like, I don't know. They do it in a round and shit. It's like a really artsy fartsy way to do things. I will also tell you every time that song does come on that I hear it, I drive faster. I think that the only song that has caused more speeding tickets is probably Highway to the Danger Zone by Kenny Loggins. Right. Well, I first thing he does. Tom Cochran starts whispering that song when it comes on. So that's what made it so funny, because when. When the when the song drops, you're like, you know, this is life is a highway. And it kind of immediately right. pepped me up. And then I was like, oh, that's very funny. However, whatever cosmic force that sent me life is a highway in this moment. Kudos. This is this is fantastic. So you recognize the song right away. But I forgot he whispers the lyrics in the first thing, almost like a life is like a road that you travel on when there's one day here and the next day gone. Sometimes you bend, sometimes you stand. It's very weird. He comes in very weird, and I have a bad habit, as you know, of spending too much time picking things apart. That's not what this is about. No, you do? That's not what this is about. It may. I thought the song was so funny. When it finished, I was like, fuck it. That was great. And I go, hey, Siri, play Life is a Highway. But... Uh, Tom Cochran's version is no longer the most popular version. So Siri delivered me Rascal Flatts version of Life is a Highway made specifically for a cartoon movie about cars. So it's all it's got all the glitz and glam of the 80s poppiest metaphor song. Extra country 90s, 2000s popified for a Pixar movie. And it was a complete opposite experience. I went from the happiest to uh, not enjoying myself at all. Did you hate it? I don't know anything about Rascal Flats other than their name is Rascal Flats. And I, I, that's it. So I have some pretty harsh opinions about <laughs> Rascal Flats. Before we keep going, let me tell you. So before we get off this traffic thing. Sure. I wanted to tell you that when I was in, first of all, 
Thank you to everyone that came out to the Boise shows. That was super fun. Thank you to people that came to the Tempe Improv. That was so much fun. And one person that came out to the Tempe Improv, I don't know if you guys have heard of Small Town Murder, Mm -hmm. but it's Jimmy and James. And Jimmy came out to the show to hang out, lives in Tempe, and he offered us a ride home. And when we got in the parking lot, he goes, "Uh, yeah, my truck's just right over here. And the only vehicle I saw was a truck that you would bring to win a war. It was gigantic. It was jacked up. There were different lights, almost like security checking the perimeter when he clicked the button. And because uh, I go, oh, is that just kiddingly before he clicked the button? I go, hey, is that your truck? And he goes, yeah, it is. And I was like, ha ha ha. I go, your truck's probably behind it. That truck is so big. And then he clicked the button and all of the it like raised up the lights turned on the steps folded down because you needed fucking steps to get into it. It was so insane. We get in the truck to go home and he starts bumping this base. And I'm going to tell you something. All you have to do is put someone into this truck and bump the base because it was orgasmic. I felt it into my sphinx. It was so insane. I had hard nipples. This thing was it was like you it was like a vibrator that you went into instead of the other way around i love that so crazy so then we're driving and he hits you know how you have to push the middle of your steering wheel for your horn yeah classic horn right but he doesn't he has a button on the side that he hits because it's an air horn that sounds just like a train and i'm not shitting you you might think oh it probably sounds a little like a train it's the same horn trains use (laughs) so and it blows out the side of the of the truck so when you're next to someone that has their window down you can blow the horn and it like blows their hair sideways it was the craziest shit in the whole wide world and so I honestly think at one point he took a left turn and he, uh, the car, took, you know how there's two lanes to take a left? We were in the inside yeah. lane and the car that was on the outside of us started coming towards us. And he was like, oh, fuck it. And just went up on the median and you didn't even feel it. This dude, if he was in traffic, if he had zero miles left of gas, which I have to assume happens quite a bit because he probably gets one mile to the gallon. <laughs> He could just drive over cars. So if he was on the shoulder and somebody moved over, he's like, oh, really, motherfucker? And just monster truck them and crush their car. This thing was so ridiculous, but also so fun. It's kind of a new goal of mine. I want to have a giant truck where sometimes you can't use it because uh, the windshield is up in the clouds. I'm so excited to get one of those. So The things that people make fun of a lot sometimes are the most fun things. And yeah, if if I saw that truck, I'd be like, what the fuck is your problem? And then I got in it and I started asking myself, Chad, what the fuck is your problem for never having one of these? (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm absolutely all in on the biggest vehicle. That sounds like, a, you know, that's and he's in Arizona. So that sounds like a real, you know, end of days survivor vehicle, you know, it was so cool. Early end of days when gas is still available, like when you got to outlast people. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the, it is, that truck is going back to Rascal Flats, the opposite of Rascal Flats. 
And I think you're right to point out their name because it is such a silly fucking name. Rascal Flats? Rascal Flats. It sounds like a town of, like, a magical town of tiny hillbillies, right? Like, come on down to Rascal Flats. We're going to give you everything you need. (laughs) It sounds like two dipshits had a podcast, and one of them had a really stupid haircut one day. And the other one was like, you look like someone named Rascal Flats. You know what? You know what? You know Skeet McGraw. You know what style a Rascal Flat is? A Rascal Flat is when you see one of those guys who have the army buzz cut, but then the rat tail coming out of the back of it and down. That's a Rascal Flat. Oh, hell yeah. I love it. Here's a huge bummer. Uh, I know a lot about Rascal Flats because I think they're hilarious. Their name, you're like, oh, at least I'm sure it's they all probably grew up in a town you know, and they used to go out to this place and play their music because nobody would let them play it in town. And the name of that that bluff was the Rascal Flat. You're like, all right, cool. You have the. It's a very uncool name, but it's meaningful. Nope. <laughs> These fuck it. So here's here's Rascal Flats. Rascal Flats is three men, two cousins, and a non-cousin. Okay. And Chad and I might take a little heat for this, but they do something that. I find to be nearly impossible. They are a country music band that doesn't have any male fans. And that takes a lot, like a lot. Like Shania Twain, the girl, like the, like, whose bed have your boots been under? Man, I feel like a woman. I will stomp around my kitchen singing, man, I feel like a woman. Well, I cook for my wife. I'm going to a Shania, Trisha Yearwood, put me in the front row and I'm pumping she's in love with the boy. So how come you feel like a woman? Because you're cooking dinner. (laughs) Come on. So they but they somehow they are this. They're like Rascal Flatts is like if a like a 1980s soft rock ballad band. You know, they were still around, and then they got a country music manager who was like, hey, can you guys talk with a twang? And they're like, sure done can. And then he was like, perfect. Now, what if you only sang music about relationships from a woman's perspective? And it is not even from perspective. Oh, it's that. Okay. They sing all their songs. It's not from a woman's perspective. They sing songs that I think... Some women would like men to like it's very it's a very rom- fictionally romanticized like relationship emotional garbage. It's nonsense. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, like I said, people aren't going to love this take. Uh, the funniest thing maybe I've ever seen. I know one. I don't know him. I've seen one male Rascal Flatts fan in my life. I was at WeFest. Ah yes, country music festival in northern Minnesota, right near where both of us grew up. And there's all these campgrounds and then you go from the campgrounds into this giant bowl, right? There's there's Mm -hmm. a main stage and that's where you watch everything show after show after show all day. And then surrounding the giant area is all the food vendors, right? You've you've been a couple times, haven't you? I have. And I don't know if I've told this on the show, but one time uh, we couldn't we just didn't have any tickets for the beer line. And so we went back into the beer tent where they were serving and we were like hey guys they just sent us over from food said you needed help and then we just handed out beers and took people's tickets 
and then left and went back into the line and used our tickets for beer. It was pretty great. It was people helping people. Uh, yeah, I definitely snuck people into WeFest in a trunk because for some reason <laughs> in our early 20s, like we can't pay $70 for a camping pass. So right. we're in line. Uh, I think I think it was Joel who was with me. We're in line to get uh, food at this stand. And there, the guy, it's a little stand. There's a cook in back, uh, maybe two, I can't remember. It's not important. But the guy running the register, big black dude, and he is very charismatic. And he, he will take your order, and then when your food comes up, he's also the person. The cook hands it to him, and then he says where it goes, right? Okay. And so yep. he is calling people out by things they're wearing, or by like, yo, ponytail, French fries, like stuff like that. And it is mm -hmm. kisses, right? Because I, friend, sure. you know, chef's kiss. I, if you ask me right now, Cy, you can either go to a show that has Tom Segura, Chris Rock, and Bill Burr on it, or you can go to a pickup basketball game with a bunch of black dudes trash talking each other. I'm at the park all day yeah. long. It's not even close. Yeah I, yeah, I would agree with that. So we are probably four behind uh, the person who's next in line. And all of a sudden, the black dude goes, my man, is that a rascal flat shirt? <laughs> <laughs> and then he leans back and he goes, oh, no, no. Are you real? Are you a fan of Rask? Is that what you're trying to tell me? And he just goes into this big thing. Like, there is no way you're a Rask. And people are, this is one of the best roast jobs. And he's not even saying anything mean. He's just trying to over and over and over ask if the guy wore the shirt on purpose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the guy steps over and, uh, well, we're waiting for our food after we've paid he, he goes, Rascal Flats, your burgers. And the guy comes up to get his burgers, and the dude hands him his money back and goes, you're going to need this money to keep the girl who made you wear that shirt happy. And it was like... Oh, fucking yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That's, I wish I knew anything about Rascal Flats so I could jump in here, and I just cannot. They... Here's all you need to know. So they, they, the guy who's the lead singer, and you're really going to hate this. His name is Gary Laveau, L-E-V-O-X. And that is not his, okay. that is not his real name. Uh, he, that Laveau means the voice in French. So. Ooh, hard pass on this one. He picked a lead singer, picked the stage name. The Voice. And I have... Well, he picked the stage name Gary The Voice. <laughs> Let's be clear about that. I think that sucks even harder. It's like, so you're going to pick Laveau and you're sticking with Gary? Is that right? Those are the, those are the artistic choices you're making, Gary Laveau? I'd never call him Mr. Laveau. No chance. I'm not taking Gary out of there. It would be first and last name for the rest of time. It's like, hey, man, just call me Gary. No, thanks, Gary Laveau. What's <laughs> up, dude? You having okay? okay time? And this guy, this guy, 
absolutely looks like a failed celebrity chef. He, you know, if you're like, hey, we can't afford Guy Fieri. They're like, well, let's get Gary Laveau. I think he makes really good smoked pickles. Like the guy, he, he, his shirt choice, everything about him is outrageously hilarious. So it's Gary the Voice and his cousin, who I don't know his cousin's name. And they're from Ohio, I believe. I'm going to guess it's Brian Laveau, weirdly, <laughs> on guitar. And so Gary, they, they're two cousins. Hold they, on. It would, be, it would be so fantastic if his name was Brian LaGuitara. <laughs> that would be terrific. You're like, oh, you guys are just doing all of it. All of you have picked something in a different language. Okay. Well, they put another guy in the band, and this guy is very sexually attractive. The third guy. Very sexually attractive. Mm -hmm. And so if you ever, I used to work at a restaurant where they played the country music countdown every Sunday morning and Rascal Flatts dominated that shit for a while. And you could tell every music director was like, hey, get the guitar player more towards the front here. Put him, have him go back to back with Gary the voice so we can get some of that. He's up there. He's, he was, he would have a vest and like a really deeply unbuttoned Henley you know, like a necklace with a bullet attached to it or some bullshit like that. Oh, <laughs> that's such a great description of someone in a country band. I, I just picture Gary the Laveau walking in initially to the manager's meeting. And he's like, hey, I'd like to be Gary the face. <laughs> and uh, they're like, actually, Gary, um, I don't know if you've seen your guitar player. But he's the face. You're, we're going to have to go with the voice. Do you want to go with the voice? You want to know what makes Gary's name so much more outrageous? The hot guitar player extra guy. He's like this dude's name. Joe Don Rooney. Oof. Joe. And the my people, my people, the Hill people are pros at the two first names. The Billy Bobs. You know the right, but then you then you don't you think you go Joey Don, yeah, and not Joe Don. It's Joe Don sounds like a character from Star Wars. It's like no 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 Joe Don. <laughs> it's it it's is ridiculous. So, Joe Don Rooney. There's only right. I was I'm always keeping uh, a power rankings list of two first namer people. Mm -hmm. Probably the forever top of that is there is a football coach in the NFL, a coordinator named Jim Bob Cooter, which <laughs> I mean, no one's ever topping that guy unless somebody unless somebody names their kid like Keith Arnold Pussy. They got no chance. <laughs> yeah. You know, Joe Don Rooney. It's like you meet somebody. You go, hey, what's your name? And they're like, Joe Don Rooney. And you go, oh, fuck. You start to panic. <laughs> Because you're like, there are two options here. Yep. You are in a country band or you have a basement full of people. Yep. <laughs> and and you go, what do you do for a living? And he just pulls out his bullet necklace. You're like, oh, thank God you're a guitar player in a country band. Oh, my God. I was so nervous. I was going to end up in your basement. Joe Don, you're scaring me. <laughs> Let me tell you the real crime of Rascal Flats. So... You have a guy named Joe Don Rooney in your band, which although mm -hmm. what you're saying is correct, you could also be like, hi, y'all, I'm Joe Don Rooney, and this is Rascal Flatch's new hit, uh, Male Tears in a Bucket, or whatever the fuck sort of music they make. <laughs> hey, everybody, this is Moose in the Morning. We got Joe Don Rooney in the hot seat. 
that kind of shit. Yeah, I like it. One hundred percent. So Gary went with Gary the Voice, but Gary's real name, start to finish, is Gary Wayne Vernon Jr. <laughs> That's three first names. <laughs> And the dad wasn't made fun of enough to not go junior on his own kid. The, That's incredible. The idea that you went with Gary Laveau when you had a musical partner named Joe Don Rooney and you could have gone, hey, y'all, I'm Gary Wayne Vernon Jr. Uh, this is this is my guitar player, Joe Don Rooney. And we here are all Rascal Flats. Now Rascal Flats starts taking shape. Because you're like, this fucking scrum of varmints? What do these guys sing about? Like, well, my mom's in the trash and my dad's in prison. Like, what sort of music does a guy named Gary <laughs> I Wayne... I kiss my sister and I fuck my cousin. <laughs> it's what a... What a, and, but all they are is this overproduced, poppy, horrible bullshit. And they, you could have been everything, Rascal Flats. You had those names and you went and wrote a song about, I don't want to spend another night praying for daylight. <laughs> Fuck off. It seems like Gary was discovered at karaoke and he never wanted to give his real name just in case he wanted to hit some like, uh, Def Leppard or some poison. He couldn't be Gary whatever Vernon. He had to be Gary Leveau. No shit. The dude, when he was like a kid, was in an ACDC cover band. Yeah, that's of course. That totally tracks. Yeah. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. I love that we are so far into this and all we've talked about is Rascal Flats. Yeah. <laughs> it's so great. Can I tell you something that's been concerning to me is, as you know... Did you find out that their other, his cousin's name, is Luther Tony 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 Vernon III? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I did not. I'd never heard that. Here's what's concerning is I have been, as you know, I've been working on my temper. Sure. And I've been working on being a better person, more accepting, more understanding in public. Sure. Trying to walk a mile in other people's shoes. Sure. The issue is I never get to release any of my anger, right? So I see somebody being an idiot and then I let it go 
but it's still inside me. You know what I'm saying? It's like I there's no release. I don't send it out into the universe. I need to find a way to I absorb it and I need to find a way to get rid of it. Yeah, there's quite literally no load that you can't hold. Oh Jesus Christ. So <laughs> So I see this happening and it's building up in me and I'm trying to be nice, I'm trying to be nice, but then guess what? All of a sudden, I'm at my wit's end. Okay. So I'm in line at Starbucks at the airport and there is a lady that is up my ass. If she had a normal size strap on on, it would have been in me. That's the truth. Because she was so close to me. She was on my arm. Uh. And so I look at her and she looks at me and doesn't move. So I have a backpack on and normally... I am very careful with my backpack. Oh yeah. When I'm walking when I'm walking through the aisle in airplanes, I make sure it's off me, right? But and I never swing it off without looking. I never swing it on my back without looking. So I use it as a little like buffer. So I hit her with my backpack, not hard. I just turn and I can feel it make contact. Then I turn back and she's she takes another step towards me on my arm again. Uh. And I was like Bro, not interested. So I go again with my backpack and she goes, excuse me. And I go, yes. She goes, your backpack keeps hitting me. I go, do you think it's because you're standing too close to me? Should I be able to rotate my body without hitting you with my backpack? Or do you think you need to be touching me in line? Are we trying to squish up? Do you think that when I'm done ordering, someone's going to jump in between you and I? We don't have to be touching. We're not conjoined twins. I go, here's what's going to happen. You either need to go ahead of me. I'm going to give you the spot ahead of me. Or you need to back up a little bit. And she goes, well, COVID's over. And I'm like, this isn't about COVID. Get the fuck off of me and now everyone's watching and so i go chad this is not what you're trying to do so i just walk out of line i i lose i take the l and i walk out of line oh i know so now it's still building i don't get to have it then i'm in tempe and i'm on the campus of asu okay and there is a young young girl next to me at the crosswalk we're waiting to cross i think of olivia being at school i'm crossing the street we're kind of you know parallel and this man is coming towards us crossing the street towards us and he is going to split us and he looks at her sticks his tongue out and like flicks it at her oh oh and so then i take a step in front of him and i go do that to me and he goes what and i go do your little tongue thing to me. And he goes, what are you going to do? And I go, I don't know. But if you're going to do it to her, do it to me. Flick your fucking tongue at me. Maybe I'll crack your fucking jaw and you'll bite your tongue off. But do it to me. So now I'm like, I can feel it again. And the light starts. We're still in the middle of the street. Light turns yellow. This girl has turned around and is watching us. And I go, you know what, Chad? Take the loss. So I go, dude, keep your fucking tongue in your mouth. And I go around him and I go over to the thing. By the way, yes, I know that I am going to get shot. I do understand that. How? I mean, what a story that would have been for the people in their cars or that girl. If all of a sudden you that like devolved into an altercation. like, And then, yeah, and then we saw like two 
pretty angry dad age guys fist fight <laughs> in the center of a parking or uh, of a of a crosswalk. Well, to be fair, I would not fist fight. I would just hope he wouldn't be fast enough to actually hit me. But I just that's so fucking gross. Oh yeah, that guy's like, the fucking hey, gr- worst. Hey, grown man. You know, especially when I turned dad mode. Yeah. I was because when I crossed the street, I was like, uh, I had my hands were shaking a little bit. Oh, I was yeah. Real mad. I, well, it's that, you know, there's you want that sort of life justice, you know, that only happens in John Wick movies where you want him to go, what the fuck are you going to do about it? And you're like, nothing, man. And then all of a sudden you show up at his house at 1130 p.m. and stick like a, a tent stake <laughs> through his tongue and stake him to his floor in his fucking trailer. <laughs> Or nice house. I'm yeah. not saying only people in trailer are creeps. I just this guy I get a trailer vibe from. Right. That's a pretty the yeah, it, the that's a pretty tough. Yeah. Or somebody that's in like a psych ward with uh, like hello Clarice, right? That kind of shit. And so I take the loss on that one. I felt like because I didn't really get my point across because I was too mad. Then I'm in the airport again and I'm flying to Denver, and I am walking in a straight line. Right. I, I, I have moved because this couple stopped in the middle of the hallway, whatever. Right. I think it's stupid. I don't I think you should pull over, but whatever. So I'm like, hey, Chad, let it go. Just go around him. It's not it's no skin off your dick as the as the old men say. And so I'm walking and this woman without looking backs up and then I shoulder her because I have a no stop policy at the airport. If you're not paying attention, I don't stop. And so at you know, we we bump shoulders and uh, I go, "Oh, check your mirrors." That's what I said to her, thinking that was kind of a nice That's thing. That's clever. I go, "Oh, ch- check your mirrors." And then her husband goes, "What did you say?" And I turned around and I went, are you kidding me? She's blind and you're fucking deaf? This is like a super couple. And I can feel weeks of anger about to leave my system. And he was like, no, 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 I'm not deaf. I want to know. And I go, you stopped in the middle of the fucking hall. Now I'm losing my shit. I go, stop in the middle of the fucking hallway for what? To talk? To repack? To do what? And then I go, then your wife, without even fucking looking, walks in my line. I already moved once for you. I'm not moving twice. And again, people are looking. And I go, dude, you guy, you have to get your shit together. So I go down to baggage. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do with you. You might not get to leave your house anymore. Yeah, especially if you're talking to yourself like that. Oh, big time. Yeah, it was it was a rough one. And so the the golf clubs at the Denver airport, they they come around on this conveyor belt where they stand straight up. It almost would look like, you know, like in in Asia where they have those fishbowl brothels where you sit on a couch and then just a bunch of prostitutes walk by and you go that one. I did not know that that was a thing at all. Yeah, it is a thing. And then it would almost be like if the prostitutes were just standing straight up and then they just came by on a conveyor belt and you're like, I'll take that one. But it was for golf bags. Sure, sure. And so I see mine come up. Mine looks like a giant trombone case. It's not one of the soft ones. It's a hard case. And I grab it. And here's what I do when I get my bags. I bring them to a pillar and then I collect all of them and then I check the tags to make sure that they're mine before I exit the airport. And then I grab my, got my clubs, 
and I'm pulling them over. And this guy goes, hey, are those yours? And I go, I think so. But I was going to bring it over here and check. He goes, would you mind checking right now? And I look and they are not mine. Exact same case. And so I go, oh, man, that's embarrassing. I'm guessing they're yours, right? Since you picked up on it. And he goes, they are mine. Yeah. And I go, do you want to stick around to make sure that I have a case that looks just like this? So, you know, I wasn't trying to steal it. And he goes, no, man. And he tapped my arm and he goes, I have more faith in humanity than that. And I grabbed his shoulder and I go, can you teach me how to do what you just did? (laughs) And he looked at me so confused. And I was like, I need help. Because if someone would have grabbed mine, I would have been like, what the fuck are you doing, man? And he goes, well, no, I just have faith in humanity. I go, I don't know if I can meet you there. Is there any other way to do this? And he goes, nope, you just got to trust people. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. What am I going to do? Do you, I, but do you think there's a, I feel like often when you have these conversations with yourself, you're living in a yes or no black or white world. Either I trust people and I need to act a certain way or I don't and I act a very more, you know, a a more aggressive way. And I think the world is more nuanced than that. And there's probably a reality where you can be a kind, trusting, let it go person. And then when a lady acts like she acted in that, like that lady, she is the villain. She is the, vi- the, the lady in the line who is mad at you for standing close to you. Villain. Villain 101. Guy with his fucking tongue dangle. I don't think we need to give that guy a leash at all. I think we should John Wick his tongue to a fucking tire and drive him through the desert. You understand? And then I think we should send <laughs> yeah, a video you. of that to everybody in whatever fucked up chat room he spends his time in. So I I hear you, and I am always supporting your desire to better yourself. But I think there's some nuance there, and I prefer to see you grow while also unleashing the beast, if you will. <laughs> yeah, I think what I could have done with that gal that went, backed into me without looking is going, hey, check your mirrors. And then the guy goes, what did you say? I could have said, oh, I was just saying check your mirrors. I almost ran into her, and I didn't want to knock her over. That would have been a much better way to go about it. See, that, that, that's the one. I think it's a two for three situation. It's nuanced, right? That third one, you were overreacting because of the first two. The first two, you underreacted with scum of the earth. So mm, I'm feeling much better about this. So somehow I'm not even going to have to go to therapy this week. Somehow you did do all three of those wrong. So I want to tell you <laughs> one more Rascal Flat story and then we're going to get out of here. Oh, I can't wait. Well, it's not really a Rascal Flat story. It's just when uh, I know I've told this before on the show, but my brother, talented musician, competed in the Colgate Country Showdown. And, uh, you know, first opening rounds would be in Wadena, Minnesota. He'd play in his regular competition night and he'd get to the Wadena finals and he'd win there. And then we'd head up to Fargo for the Northern uh, Regional Finals and he won there. And then we headed out to some casino out near Brookings Way in South Dakota for the Midwestern Upper Western Regional Colgate Country Showdown. And it was in a casino. Okay. And my they they were we were told there were going to be celebrity judges. 
and my brother Jess was there and uh, Joel and our friend Brandon, we were all there and we were walking through the casino and somebody who was there in, in all sincerity walked up to my, and my brother Jess is a good looking guy and this was, you know, quite a while back. He's in good shape. He's young, you know, walked up to him and went, oh my gosh, are you the guy from Rascal Flats? Dead serious. And that is a burn. Are that you is Gary the voice? That it, it is so seared. Like Jess both was like, no. And we all laughed because we knew who Gary the voice. Like it's that's not a compliment if somebody goes, Hey, are you Gary the voice? And so sure. then Jess looked up Gary the voice and he had a hard time dealing with that uh <laughs> mistake <laughs> for the rest of the weekend. But it was it was such a roller coaster, an emotional roller coaster for him because he's also very safe with his money, right? Uh, it's whenever okay. whenever I do something risky, I don't tell him. Like if I'm like, hey, uh, buy, you know, if I buy an arcade machine, I usually, yeah, you know, I make sure if I'm going to tell him, I'm like, I go, I had a pretty good month, so he feels okay that I spent money on something as stupid as that, you know. Did you ever tell him that you played three-man left-right-center for $500 for one chip? I did not tell him that. I have not told yeah. anyone that. Yeah, let's please not tell anyone that either. I took an ass-whooping that night. So he was walking around, and he was playing slots, and he just like minor slots, but then he had a big win, won a ton of quarters, right? So he cashes them in, and we all thought it was great, and he goes... He leaves. He's like, I'm going to go down and get something to drink. And then he's going to come back to the hotel room. He comes back with just a bucket full of coins. He like played a dollar slot and just won a shit ton of them. Dumps them all on the bed. Just laughs about it. Later that night, he comes back again with a whole nother bucket of coins. Dumps oh, it on. Wow. The, so he it looked like the opening of DuckTales. So it was uh, <laughs> he was like, that's where you're going to sleep. You just got to slide down that pile of coins you won. So it was uh it was a real royal, uh, roller coaster from being called Gary the Voice to being a ducktail. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it a lot. Hey, I know you have to go, but before you do, can I do a selfish plug? Please. And then I'd like to say something after to a friend of ours. Okay. Uh, so I, as many people know who listen to this, I, uh, I work for the Minnesota Vikings. And this year I'm doing yeah. a podcast where, I mean, essentially the premise was middle of somewhere meets football. We, whoever the team is playing, I get one of my comedian friends and we just tell stories and preview the game that way. It's like, and, and the comedian for that week is a fan of the opposing team. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. it's called the Vikings tailgate. That's you search it on any podcast app. It's called the Vikings tailgate. I'm telling you that this week, because this week, Thursday a new episode will come. The Vikings are on bye, so there's no game this week. So a new episode is coming out this week, and we have two special guests. The first guest is Brian Regan, which... Yeah, unreal. Pretty great, pretty fun. Uh, he's in my top, near top, maybe top comedian of all time. So it's just a really... That's yep. going to be really fun. He's the best of the best. And then the second half of that episode is sweet baby chatty daddy. We're going to do middle That's of Viking right. somewhere. We're going to tell game stories, football stories. Yeah. 
we're going to get Yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be really, really fun. I'm looking forward to it. So uh, if you want to hear Chad and Brian Regan this week, if you like the Vikings or football, it's it's worth it. And hey, guess what? If you don't, but for some reason you like us, just subscribe and download all the episodes all year till the end of the season so I look like I accomplished something to my employers. We love you so much. Make... Make Unc look good. Make Big Uncle Sai look good. No, yeah. let's not go say Big Uncle Sai. Let's go. Let's make Uncle look good. That's great. But we also had friends of the pod, like Kevin Bozeman was on for yep. the Bears episode. Blake Wexler, very Tim Harmston. Obviously, very funny dude. Right. Yeah. Tim Harm. Yeah. So it's it's. Um, I'm looking forward to actually listening to them. But I'm going to do mine first, just so I don't uh, know too much about it. I don't like knowing too much about things before I do something. Um, I'd like to say. You know, friend of the show, we give Mike Cronin a lot of shit, but he lost a pet yesterday. Yeah. And uh, real, real bummer deal. So shout out to Mike Cronin. Hope him and his family are are getting over that. I lost a dog that I did not like one time, and it was devastating still because they're still animals, you know. So anyways, uh, shout out to Cronin. Hope you're doing well. And uh, no big deal, but December 3rd, not one, but two different specials at the Orpheum Theater in Madison, Wisconsin, if you want to check that out. Thanks to everybody who's been coming to live shows. And uh, Fargo, North Dakota, February 4th at the Fargo Theater. First time I'm doing that ever. So that'll be great. I appreciate you guys uh, coming out to live shows and, and doing that stuff. So Penny was with Mike for a long She was like one of those dogs that was with him when he went from city to city. Like when you're a comedian and you move to a new city. It's silly. Like it's hard to lose a dog anyway. But when you have a dog that goes with you when you take a chance and move to a place where you don't know people to chase a dream. It's like uh, the bond there is outrageous. So yeah, we love you, Mike. Uh, You're a terrible podcast guest. Terrible podcast guest. You are the fucking worst. Such a bad podcast guest, but we love you and- uh, But still love you. And I chat and I love you. Yeah, I gotta go.
Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m. So click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work.